You're about to listen to the amazing Trek Off podcast, but did you know there's also an amazing Trek Off movie in production right now? Watch the trailer at trekoffmovie.com. That's trekoffmovie.com. Also, if you want to hear over 100 hours of Trek Off, you can find that at trekoffpodcast.com or search Trek Off in your iTunes or your pod feed or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Search for Trek Off. Finally, you can find lots more podcasts at Geeks Radio, the home of Trek Off podcast. Who Garrett and RJ go to Hollywood Ninjas versus you all at geeksradio.com. Now enjoy Trek Off. Warning the following podcast has plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off Enterprise Double D's. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. And today I have a raspy voice. Yes. Today, um, we're going to try to be nice to Justin. Because oh, no, is, don't do that. <laughs> because he's damaged. Why it's start last, Because it's going to last like five minutes because I mean no. well. And then you're going to say something dumb and I'm just going to start berating you. It's really you. funny. Is that the last, they're gonna, everyone has deja vu because that's how you started the last podcast. Because it, but see, this time now you're all like sad words. and in bed with like exact words. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like I know myself really well, and it happened last time too, didn't it? Like no. I tried to be nice. I was nice most of it. I think I lasted all the way to the oh, end. Oh yeah, you you were you were relatively nice until you're like, fuck you up the ass with the twirling lawnmower. And I was like, what are you talking <laughs> like, about? Why? What did I it's say? Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, you know it's really funny. My uh, I spoke to my dad. And my dad said that my aunt, that one of my great aunts listened to the show to see what it was all about. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> and then she said, Oh no. <laughs> she said, He uses some colorful language. <laughs> that is so very uh, diplomatic what she said there. <laughs> to, to which I said to my dad, I was like, Yeah, well, it works for us, it works for the show. And my dad's like, Well, you got to live with what you say. And I was like, oh. There okay. is this part of me that goes, you know, if I ever wanted to run for office or something, like one day someone's going to pull, you know, pull up like just this one sound bite, right. up your ass with a twirling lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Because here's the thing, and especially since I've been watching a lot of West Wing, like I said, uh, if someone wants to bring that up, if I was ever to be silly enough as to think I should run for public office, yeah, because right. watching the behind the scenes and how it's really not about actually doing good stuff, but like, it's about, oh, I want to be able to be reelected, and that's all I care about, so like, I kind of don't care about the issues. It's like, no wonder nothing gets done in the fucking government. Um, but if I ever had an idealistic moment where I was like, I can change it somehow, um, I would I would hope that this stuff would come up, and then I would sit there and say, you know what? Um, using colorful language while talking about Star Trek at a, you know any point in my life, even if I did it today, has no bearing on my ability to hold a public office. Like, they're not even remotely the same thing. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I I don't disagree. Just fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, that bothers me. Like, when people bring up shit like that in elections, like, it bothers me. If you, have, if you said something colorful about an issue, and we're talking about my position on the issue rather than my colorful language, fine. Yeah. But, like... And if I was using that colorful language, perhaps in my capacity as a public figure, like like running for office, like during my campaign or while I was on the Senate floor or something, then maybe it's a point of discussion. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't see what possible bearing that has on anything. Like, I hate that as a concept. They're just words. They're just fucking words. Like, I know, and sometimes... But, you know, you need them, like, so, like for instance, like tell, like saying, you know, you made somebody feel really crappy the other day, like, isn't the same as saying you made them feel like a total fuck up, and they just aren't. That's not right. Like those two things are not the same thing at all. Like, how do you convey that same thing? You can't. With yeah, but like, I, I'll come straight out and say I've said some horrible things over the course of the hundred odd episodes that we've done. Oh, yeah, and, no, you always go to a weird dark place, you and Ross. But it's for, it's for <laughs> entertainment. It's not like I think these things I say. They're just sort of like... Really? Because they come out of your mouth. They start somewhere. <laughs> I know, no. Clearly, if I thought before I spoke, then I would say something different. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, before you do that, we need to because Ross gave. I mean, he gave me a stern talking to. Uh oh. You don't. You don't give me my moment of silence anymore. What the fuck? Um, and of course, I blamed you, like I do. Silence for Ross. Here we go. All right, we're done. Okay, so. That's that's so cool. That's definitely on you though. This time it's not me, and he'll know it. <laughs> I saw Ross. I saw Ross like like days ago, like four days ago. I saw Ross. He gave me shit about it, and I gave and I was like, oh, I know. I was like, this is totally Justin's fault. And he was like, listen, at some point, I'm gonna have to stop looking at Justin and look squarely at you. I think it's exactly what he said. It was super funny. And I died laughing at it. I was like, fuck. I better I better shape up. <laughs> Hey, uh, look, speaking of gatherings, let's bring it down for a minute. Um, uh, the Enlight family lost someone last week. Um, and I just want to, like, call it out just real quick. Um, our uh, good friend Brian Anderson passed away. And I know most of you don't know who he is. Um, but I thought we'd talk about it just because uh, if you've ever seen the Ninjas films, he did most of the effects for them. Um he did uh, like all those cool things where like, people's eyes disappeared and and you know all the times when you cool teleport magic-y stuff yeah all that stuff he did um, and all the stuff all the times Justin would just say we'll fix it in post and poor Brian had to somehow make that happen yeah um, he did <laughs> a lot of the costumes I, like he he was really like super involved in a lot of the stuff that that went on with the films and unfortunately he left us um, and uh, we miss him. And uh, we've all been going through something dealing with his passing. So uh, I wanted to take time out here, as I will probably anytime I like can, to point out that Brian was a friend. He was part of the whole Enlight family. So uh, so we miss you, Brian, and Godspeed. Um, so on to Star Trek and fucking. On uh, <laughs> Star Trek. Perfect segue. I think he'd appreciate it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd laugh. <laughs> um. Uh, so, um, that being said, the other major thing going on, uh, the reason my voice is raspy, as I mentioned in the last podcast, uh, I am status post back surgery right now. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm on a totally new setup, uh, trying to, po- I'm podcasting from bed. He really is, but like, not like I do it all kind of ghetto. Like, his is like super swank. Like, he's literally laying down in bed. I like wouldn't call it super swank. I mean, it's like I'm laying but down. You look, I mean, I look I comfy. Guess- you look really, yeah, comfy. Like, 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 because I can't see the whole frame. Like, I just see the mic like hovering perfectly over his mouth. Like, I, in my vision, he has like a bunch of half-naked women that are holding the stuff at the right angles, <laughs> and then like fanning him with uh, like feathers and stuff, and like dancing in the corner. It's happening right off. It's camera. all happening right it's off amazing. camera. Because I know he's got to be a lot of pain. I can't feel my dick. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's just to make it be a, a better experience for him while he's doing yeah, this. No, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I am, uh, my voice is raspy because there was a tube down my throat. And don't you say a word because that was a I dick down my throat. I know what you were thinking, though. You're like, who's a dick? I wasn't. Um, I mean, that's never mind the fact that we talked about the importance of fellatio before we went on here. Of course we did. As we, or as we call it, Tuesday. Um, <laughs> or as we call it Because it really is Tuesday. Because <laughs> it really, really is Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, I actually am now hearing the echo. Hello, echo. A little bit. But that's okay. bit? I, I love hearing me because I'm great. <laughs> um, you are pretty great. I'll give it to you. Um, so, uh, so that's going on too. So, so he's uh, convalescing at this point, people. Yeah, how I, much this, he this loves episode, you is that he has this set up so that he can actually still podcast. This episode brought to you by Percocet. Um, yes. <laughs> I'd never taken probably Percocet he's, before. Probably he's probably mixing it with a little alcohol, and he probably oughtn't, but he still. Nope, is. not a chance. No, I'm I'm way no. smarter than to do that. Nope, I haven't. Um, I'll you. say here's the thing about Percocet. It's it one, it doesn't. I know that it's hitting the pain receptors, so it doesn't get you high until after it hits the pain receptors. Yeah. And outside of some very, very vivid dreams, I have not had any like sense of like, oh, I'm I can feel the Percocet. Sure. Like I don't t- I don't take much of it. I'm like doing three a day. Um, oh, good uh, for you. But um, I just I didn't want to even bother. I'm doing three a day. I'm trying to walk. I'm trying to get strong fast. Um, but uh, I cannot but even I imagine really, the the incredible pain you must be in if you're only taking three a day. 
but I will say the first night that I went to sleep on the Percocet, what I noticed that the dreams had lots of colors. It was a very colorful dream. Um, I mean, do you not normally have colors in your dreams? Oh, I, not like this. No, these were neon <laughs> colors. Um, oh, so you were having an Alexia dream. <laughs> okay. yeah, I guess so. I mean, neon colors is like how you see your life. Um, <laughs> it's you were in Alexia land. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. It was like it's like like those those extra strands of 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 tinsel you put in your hair sometimes. Yeah. That's what was in all of my dreams. So um, was I there as the benevolent sovereign that I am of yes. Alexia land? <laughs> Bedside, smacking your boobs in my face with while Daryl, I'm sorry, Mr. A looked on disappointingly. Um, at me. I mean, he would say, know. He would be giggling because he knows it makes you uncomfortable. So I had a laughing. dream. I did have a dream that um, I got really angry on the Percocet and that I like that I started yelling at my kids and I started yelling at everybody and I was like at a family reunion of my wife's and I started yelling at everybody there and for like 20 minutes and I ostracized everybody and then I started crying going it's the Percocet I can't oh, control I my emotions and I had this really really vivid dream where everybody hated me because of all the stuff I did while I was on Percocet um that's so a that really was, weird dream. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's so like, meta. It's like the Percocet wants to be recognized in my dreams. It does. <laughs> it's like it's like you're thinking of it like being a like. Are you an angry Percocetter? I mean, are you like an angry and so, alcoholic? <laughs> and so here's the other thing: is that is that reason I had back surgery? Part of the reason is for a tingly foot. Well, what does Percocet give you? But tingly fingers and toes. So sometimes I can't tell: do I have my tingly foot or am I having my Percocet finger? I don't know. It's I mean, yeah. Weird. Is the toe better? I mean, is it? Do you have not tingly moments? Is it? Um, I mean, hopefully. I would say I'm. It's somewhat improved. I have to like. There's infl. Ah, it's all medically. I don't want to talk about. That. I want to talk about Star Trek. Okay, we're, we're not going to get all super medical. Yeah, our fans are like, what the fuck are you guys talking they about? They care about you. I think point. they care. I don't think that's true. Except that new person who's listening for the first time that's going. When are they going to talk about anything? Hey, did you see the uh, the ad for the new Doctor Who? No, I do. Ah, there finally is a. So, have you? Are you caught up to date yet on Doctor? No, Hill? we t we talked about this last time, and I'm not. It's been a week since then. Yeah, I know, but I was. But I was I'm still a bit afraid. I don't know that I can trust you when it comes to that. Well, okay. Anyway, there's a trailer <laughs> for Doctor Who. It's it's um. You know, it's it's so wonderfully vague. This new trailer shows the new Doctor and shows him talking a little bit, and shows lots of explosions, and then like these MTV jump cuts of like I guess shit that's going to happen during the season, and right. then this moody thing at the end. I can't tell you what in the world is going on, <laughs> and it, but it's enough to tease me. It's a great teaser trailer, um, so I was excited about that. But that's, I won't talk more about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Before we get into track, what else have you done geek-wise uh, in the last like twelve days since we last spoke? Um, wow. Pray tell. I don't know. I mean, oh well. So I went on vacation. Which oh, where'd you go? Um, we went to visit a friend uh, in Virginia Beach and okay. to enjoy the beachness for the Fourth of July. And it was because I really, you know, we'd been saying we should visit him and hang out sometime, and, we, and we'd been meaning to, and we never did it, so we finally did it. And um, so I got to see uh, my first fireworks in the ocean, and it was so amazingly epic. I can't even, just super, super epic. Like, it was, like, the best thing ever. And they were, like, super cool fireworks at that like they have these new ones that like when they explode they're like tiny little stars and then as oh, yeah, they fall they like twinkle 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 and they're so great and then they had this one though that like blew my mind it was like a fucking gecko like a gecko in the sky made of light that like like little by little came down the sky it was fucking nuts man and Did they have 15% by watching it what? No, I did not. <laughs> they had hearts as well, and so I would kiss Daryl every time there was a heart. Oh. And, um, because I'm that way. And and I got to see this big, huge, cool-ass um, statue of Poseidon. They they call it Triton, but they're wrong because it's fucking Poseidon because the Romans just stole everything from the Greeks. Just saying. So, they have the super cool Poseidon oh, sculpture. They call it Neptune. Oh, Neptune. That's what it is. Neptune. Whatever the Romans renamed it because they suck. Um, so, I wanted to climb on it and they wouldn't let me, um, which made me sad because it's totally climbable. But I got pictures with the cool statue. And while we were there, though, his roommate, we met his roommate who is in 
the coolest band ever, the coolest geek band. Oh ever. yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, go for he, it. He he um, they do cons, and every con he writes like a new story for their all of the members of the band all of the members characters. like all of the members of the band are characters in like an RPG tale essentially. Um, like they have a mage and they have a fighter. Like uh, the guild. Yes. Um, only they're a band. And so they write, like, a story. He writes, like, a whole story, and they have, like, like sequences, like, projection sequences in between songs where they go battle villains um, and monsters and go on quests. Uh, and the whole so and all the songs feed into whatever this bigger overarching quest is. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. I love this. <laughs> and where, where, what, pray tell, is the name of the band? I don't want to mispronounce it. Well, say it anyway. Like, I, can look it up. I know it's for Tarina. That's the land that they come for. Is Tarina? Where can no? Well, people I'm probably want to look it up. I can't believe I you didn't have that. Like, tongue, yeah. I know. I lost. It. It's like, I Oyen and I don't want to hear about what's on Ian the Ian Strife. Ian Strife. Because it's spelled all like you know, fantasy like and elvishly. How do you spell it? I don't know. It's Ian Strife though. I remembered it. Ian Strife. E I. E N. E I E N, I think, or maybe it's E I I E N. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Best podcast ever. Ever. Best plug. Best ever. plug ever. Wow. They're awesome. They're awesome, awesome though. Anyway. They've been doing the con circuit for like three years, so I'd love to like hook up with them at a con and like right, maybe well, look, have him write a story where we come on as our trek off characters. And we battle a dragon because send I think that would be a put dragon. It, I'll, I'll, put their, I'll put their name in the show notes, so send it to me. Okay, I'll do that. Um, okay, so let's get down to it. Let's get down to the main story of the main the story. Of See, this is when I would do my low voice or of the day. This is what I can only do of the day. Now, like in a world, um, in a world, in a world where Alexia just finished. Tell us what you just finished. Um, I just finished my rewatch of Next Gen. Excellent. Well, how was that? Well, here's the thing. Oh, boy. I know. Here it comes, but... Seriously? Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of don't know how to feel about it, because um, what was cool is that on Netflix, after you watch the last episode, um, they have, like, uh, whatever the special was that was probably... On um, what's it called? Um, like the DVD set like, or whatever. Yeah, whatever aired like right beforehand, probably the, the final. Or episode. maybe even that. Yeah, it was some kind of a special where they have like you know, it's Riker going behind the scenes and talking about the legacy, how we got here, some of the stuff that's gonna feed into the final episode, which was great that I was watching it afterward because I would have been annoyed, I think, um, at any of the spoilers. So like, what I, what that m meant is I sort of had the benefit going into that final episode, because honestly, I think I'd only seen the final episode like once before, a gajillion years ago when it actually aired, right? So that was a super emotional time for me. Because it was like I got together with my friends and then we all like had a group hug and cried that it was over. Like it was bigger than just like an episode. Do you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. So like watching it in this fashion, right, where I didn't realize at the time when I was watching it that it was the last episode. Um, it, I, there's problems with it. Like with what, the I, last episode or with all of Next Gen? With the last episode. I think, that right. I didn't pick up on at the time because I was, you know, like I sure. said, I was an emotional time. And, like, I've watched a lot more Star Trek and rewatched a lot more Star Trek since then, and, and it was just sort of like, wait a minute. Well, let's, let's do me a favor. Let's put a pin in the final episode before we get there. What is your overall sense, now, have, now having watched all of Star Trek The Next Generation, like what is what is your feeling now that it's over? And this is Daryl. I'm sorry, I did it twice, Mr. Ace. First I time. Doing it. Uh, well, Mr. he didn't get to the end though. He hasn't finished his rewatch. All right. So, but he's it's, still like in season six, maybe or five. All right. So, so you're you're here in this in this with your rewatch. What is your sense having finished this rewatch? What is what is your overall sense of next gen this time around? I mean, it's still really good. Like, I definitely, um, I notice. I hold think, on a second. What is happening? 
That's uh, that's my bird screaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your bird's like, I'm next on tour. Yeah, he goes crazy sometimes. Wow. Excellent. All right, go on. Um, so um, what's funny about that is he's like nowhere near us. He's like down a level and as far on the other side of the house as possible. Like, and he's he's like, you guys talking about next gen? You guys talking about next gen? Fucking love next gen. Listen to me. I have opinions. He's like, I love it. He's upset right. because he got to the end and there isn't anymore. Um, uh, so he's a bit peeved is what's going on. All right, so go on. So, so, so um, all of next gen, your I noticed like some of the, I guess, more nuanced interpersonal stuff. Like you're always talking about how, you know, until we get to um, DS9, we really don't have like, continuation of story. It's episodic, right? So, like, this, yeah. it's almost like whatever happened in the last episode doesn't matter. And I've always kind of debated you on that point because I don't think that's entirely true. I don't think that's entirely true either, but... I feel like it's... Upon rewatching and realizing all the times they mention stuff from previous episodes that's, like, actually totally relevant, um, I don't think it's... I mean, it's not as as, like... You had to have watched the last three episodes because there's something directly like because I mean even on DS9 they would give you the sort of like last time on you know DS9 I think the only difference is that it was a little bit subtler and it was more about interpersonal relations and like stuff that happened that like they give you like one or two sentence throwaway line to to catch you up on what that was like. Enough that you can continue forward. On DS9? Actually, no, no, on, on Next Gen. Okay. Like they don't actually give you the benefit of being like last time on Next Gen, and I think that there are times when that actually might have been nice. Um, because if you didn't have that continuation, if you had missed that episode, like when Troy and, um, and Worf are dating, right? Like that plays in the very last episode. Sure. Like, Kind of in like kind of a lot, right? Because they're jumping around in time, and you sort of see the ramifications of based on the timeline that you're in or whatever of of that relationship. Where if you didn't have sort of the lead up and all this the crumbs like from before that, you might be a little bit like, wait, what? Riker no, I... and 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 Worf are mad at each other over Troy. I don't what 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 you know. Whereas if you're watching it, you totally get it. You know, like, you're like, yeah, okay, some shit went down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess Riker was peeved that, like, because, I mean, you have that moment, right, like, when he's about to kiss her or whatever. I mean, I guess that is in the very beginning of the episode, but you've seen the stuff leading up where he's almost told Riker that he's interested in pursuing her, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's, like, probably two, maybe three instances where that happens. Um, and in the very beginning of the episode, he sort of states it explicitly when he's about to kiss her, like, I feel like we should talk to Riker. And she's kind of like, how about how about we do us? <laughs> like, we'll leave him out of it. How's that sound? <laughs> like, it's a little bit like, we're about to get it on. Like, let's get it on. And she's like, all right, so like, let's, oh, let's, let's, let's talk about all good things. So, so... So you're overall. So you get to that final episode. You don't know you're about to watch all good things. Do you know when the episode starts? Do you know the episode well enough to go? Oh, this is it. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I like most of the episodes that I've seen on Next Gen, like repeatedly, mm -hmm. have been the stuff that like because I didn't. Have, there wasn't Netflix before. You know what I mean? Like and I didn't have all the DVDs because like that shit wasn't even out. Like so I didn't have all that stuff at my disposal. So like, you didn't I remember what the final episode of Next Gen was. Not that, not not clearly oh, wow. enough. But when it started, I was like, "Oh, it's the last episode." Like there are definitely episodes that I've caught a number of times on television, right? Did Where you eventually like, oh, get this it, is like, that uh, one? When he I goes back I, in time and Yar's there, are you like, "Okay, this must be the last one." Like, I think I did. I think I was like, "Wait a minute, he's jumping around in time." They're on trial again, much like they were in the very first episode. This seems to be kind of a, a full circle situation going on. You don't on. reach the end of the episode not realizing what you're watching, do you? No. no. So you by the end you're like, okay, I get this. I get what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So I so, mean I, so you've got all of and I'm thinking I feel like there are definitely 
we were sort of talking about this the last time. Like, in this last season, there are actually a number of episodes that are less than awesome, you know, um, that lead up to this, you know, sort of supposedly, uh, I mean, based, I mean, pretty much everybody seems to agree that it's like a really great episode. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that. For the most part, it is a really great episode. But like... Some people say it's the best episode in Next Gen. Some people say it's the best episode of Star Trek. No. I disagree with both those. I can't I can't say that because the by the end the premise is so flawed that I'm like I don't see how this works. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um So like but, but, but I do I do want to really quick just let you know about the next episode that came after this in season 8. Uh, menacing professors from a university planet question Picard's <laughs> dedication to science. Barkley gets his foot stuck in a pumpkin. <laughs> um, that's from TNG underscore S8 on Twitter. Um, one more. Oh, there was one episode that was kind of good that that reminds me of because it had Barkley in it, which is the one where the Enterprise was like getting um, intelligence, was like developing intelligence. That's, cool. that's a cool one. Like that was actually a cool one. And it starts out like you think it's because you've had a couple of ones in that season that are like like the mask and you know, like where it's just kind of like you're like, I don't know if this is actually going to be any good because it kind of starts with Picard and Data uh, in the holodeck. So you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be a holodeck episode. You know what I mean? Which isn't bad, yeah. but it's fluff generally, right? Yeah, like, I mean, and there are terrible episodes. The sex, the sex with the Candle one, the one where everybody turns oh, into yeah. devolved monsters. Yes. Like that, you know what? That one doesn't bother me as much as, like, when you talk about it, it doesn't sound good, but, like, when you actually have, like, just watched it, like... It's kind of cool, like when they come back. No, I hate it. I hate it. it doesn't make any sense. The thing is, there's no logic to it. There's no, no I'll agree with you there. Like it's, some it's humans are turning into are one turning thing into and into one uh, thing, and some humans are turning into other things. Like so, yes, that it's stupid. doesn't work. It's true. You know what I really like? I like the episode where, um, and I'm sure eventually we do a seven season seven rewatch, but where sure. uh, adult Alexander shows up. Yes. Uh, I like that I episode, and I didn't. I hadn't seen that episode a lot, so like I didn't know it was Alexander. And I like that actor. You know what I mean? That actor shows up a lot. That actor is Odo's, is Odo's dad. He shows up a lot. He was he's, the, and he's good. He's Odo's dad. He's that. Um, he's the Romulan defector. Um, he's like he's everywhere. I I like him. He does a really great job as as grown up. That's a great. That's a great. It's episode. a great episode. It totally is. But I honestly, here's the thing. Like if you take out the sliders the evolving, been... if you take out the de evolving situation, right, and you don't have and you like don't think about that and you just look at it from the perspective of like you watch and particularly when they come back, right, like when they leave, it's like everything's fine. They're, like, running tests or whatever. And, like, when they come back, like, I'm just saying, like, that's a great moment. Like, it's a, that feels like a very classic Trek moment. They return to the ship. They've got no contact with them. It's, like, rotating in space. Yeah, but, you know, like, the thing is, is there's, there's, there, there's the concept of a bullshit premise that I just, no. I just, the premise is so bullshit I can't go with it. As opposed to the one with all the, um, the frozen enterprise I really liked, and and Picard drawing a smiley face in 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 smoke is one of my favorite. It like, is a pretty great moment. The, fro the frozen Trek. enterprise is a great episode. Like that's um, like fun. there are a bunch of good ones in there. That, I mean, there are a bunch of good ones in season eight, but there are some. And yeah, this, is, this was the Wharf Sliders episode, right? Yeah, uh, no, that's a different one. No, that's a different one. The Frozen Enterprise in Space is the one where they no, show up. No, I know. And... Those are two different episodes, but I'm saying that's that's what you were calling the Sliders episode. The yeah, Warp the Warp one. one is great, too. That's a oh, great I love one. it because when you first – like what's fun, so what's great about that is sometimes when I'm doing – like I keep going, right, and, you know, Mr. A is at whatever point he's at, but, like, sometimes he'll come in, um, like he'll be doing work or out whatever, and then he'll come back, like, while I'm in the middle of watching where I am. And so he actually came in during the beginning of that episode and, like, watched, like, kind of some of it peripherally. And at some point he finally was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, that's what's so great. Like, that's when you know some shit is good. Like, my favorite part like, about that episode... Sucked my, in. My favorite part about that episode is that Wesley shows in, up in it and not, and there's no big deal made about it. It's just in an alternate timeline, Wesley didn't leave. And yeah. they don't like he doesn't save the ship. He's not instrumental in the plot. It's just that in this it's not timeline, the he's still there. Final episode for Wesley, which uh, don't even get me started on that dumb shit. Like that's one of the ones that like I never liked, and I was remind like when I got to it, I was like, oh. You're like, oh, they're setting up Voyager. 
I mean, it was more. You that's know a what? whole episode. No, that's a whole. I mean, I know that it is. It's a whole episode Maquis. to set up Voyager to set up the Maquis. But what really pisses me off Chakotay. about the episode specifically isn't Chakotay. even Chakotay and the Maquis. Like that part of it is actually good. The part where they've negotiated with the Cardassians and these certain planets. So are you just saying it's the the how Wesley's just an asshole to everybody? Yes. Like it, it, co- it completely breaks his fucking character, and I'm like, yeah. you can't have him not on the fucking ship forever, and then he comes back and he's just like a total tool and a dick, and like doesn't want anything to do with Starfleet anymore out of fucking nowhere. Well, like, thank that goodness, shit doesn't work. Thank goodness in Nemesis they show him in a Starfleet uniform and never explain it. Um, <coughs> like that's the shit I'm talking about. Like I remember. Nemesis. It like rem- I was reminded vividly of watching that episode again, like how much I hated it the first time I saw it for that reason. Where I was like, "What the? F- All he like he fucking he? How many times was he? He wasn't even an ensign. He wasn't even in anything. He was just like some fucking kid, and he was on the bridge of the Enterprise for how fucking long? And he's like, "No, it's just not for me." All of a sudden, like, wow, no, dude. I- I dig that it's not for him. I'm okay with it not being for for him, like having a change of heart. I just don't like how he's. I mean, like, I feel like you needed to to back like that story up enough to, to everybody. He was a shithead to Jordy. He was just a shithead to everybody. Yeah, and, like first of all, if he's questioning things, he doesn't have to be a dick to do that, right? Yeah. Second of all, like you had plenty of times to show, especially like I said, like they haven't done the show in such a way that they didn't keep continuity with stuff that they had done in the past. You know, you have that chick show up. That was a heartbreaking episode. Oh, my God. When um, Bajoran chick gets picked oh, for the mission. Oh, Yeah, that's a great episode. No, not Ensign Row. That's yeah. a good episode, too. I'm oh. talking about the one from the, from, from yes. she was in Starfleet from Academy. Lower from Lower, yeah. Lower Decks is the name of the episode. Yes, Lower Decks. That, and I actually kind of really d- dug that episode, because it's like, here's this episode where you're not following the people that you've been following for however long. Like, they're on the periphery, and you're kind of getting an idea of what it's like for everybody else. I think at you know one I mean? point she was supposed to show up as a prisoner on Deep Space Nine, but they never did it. Oh, that would have been awesome. Because I would have liked that better than her actually having been, um, spoiler alert, dead. Um, yeah, but you know what? It would have made the episode not as strong. Her being dead makes the episode really fucking strong. It does. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Like, cause you, you, they definitely get you to like her. You know what I mean? Like when she finally stands up to the captain and like, and cause I mean, it's so odd when he like brings her into his office and then is like shitty with her. You're like, wow, that's it's kind of not Picard. Like, that's really weird. Yeah. Like, and you have your doubts about that interaction, and then when you know when she goes back and and stands up to him, and he sort of explains that it was to get her to do that. Like, you're like. Yeah, that that's the Picard I know, and you're like, awesome. Like they didn't actually break his character just because they wanted to, you know, make a point or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes yeah. they do that on shows, and they didn't do that. Like he was true to his character, and he was doing, he was testing her. Um, so like that shit was really good. Um, I guess what I'm saying though was like they've clearly got all these crumbs that they've that they've laid, and and they could have, and they had several opportunities in other episodes with Wesley. I mean, especially with the whole tribunal and all that stuff that happens where you could have shown him having some doubts about not knowing if this is what he wanted. Like, no, and they just they didn't do that. And it's like, well, you're asking me to swallow a lot. He just shows up, he's a dick, and then he's like, I don't want this life. You know, I kind of feel when, like dude. the way that we're going through, we should just do like a, a rapid-fire season seven review from next gen. We're, we're <laughs> we can't, doing... though. Like, there's so many more episodes than we're yeah, talking about. So and where that... are we at? We're at like a season five, maybe? Yeah, think, yeah let's... let's, let's but, let's, like... Let's just talk to address, the final episode. The, the I do, yeah, I do want things. to address the final episode because while it's very engaging, it's really good until the end. All right, so let's let's talk about the whole episode. Cause um, I I have a problem with like you said a problem with the premise, like how. Are right, so let like, me let me let me state the let me state the plot of the episode if I may, and this okay. is from memory. You're look you're watching me on a webcam as we do this. You'll notice I'm not reading anything. No, he's um, not. And I have not been looking it up while we talked. You've been watching me the whole time. Um, but as I as I remember, uh, Picard is being shuttled around uh, in time uh, back to the Farpoint mission uh, at the point where we are in the seventh season of the Next Generation. And how far in the future? 
uh, I think it's 25, 24 years, something like that. Like and 20-something 20, 20 years into the future. Yeah. Um, uh, for reasons unknown and by forces unknown. Um, uh, and he doesn't know why it's happening, but eventually what he discovers is that there's an anomaly that exists in all three time frames that, are, that is going to prevent the creation of humanity, and humanity is going to be destroyed. He has to solve that mystery and uh, and come to terms with who he is, what they've been doing, what the what their entire mission has been for the seven years that they've been doing it. Um, we find out that it's Q that's been shuttling him back and forth. Uh, a rip-roaring adventure uh, um, happens in the future where he gets the band back together. Meanwhile, in the present, they uh, intellectually discover what's happening, um, and in the past, he has to immediately gain the uh, trust and respect of a reluctant crew. Um, all three dramas play out. We get to see the future of what's going to happen to everyone in the future um, and then by the end uh, Q uh, lets everything kind of go back to the way that it was because Picard figured out the the premise and life goes on. And so that's the episode. We'll get into it. Um, but uh, as we open the episode uh, uh, Riker and Troy are kissing and Picard runs no. and is like hey motherfuckers! No, not Riker. Not Riker. No, no, I'm sorry, Worf and Troy. Worf and Troy. I already want to say just, what Riker. Right? They've Wolf been on a, a date. Yeah. They, they don't actually kiss. They're like about to like it as it starts like you they, like I said there've been these inklings of like maybe they might hook up. Yeah. And like you so you're not sure if like you're watching the end of a date but like with what they're talking about you're like sounds a lot like a fucking date. Like I don't and, think they were just like doing moves in the holodeck uh some new program ahead. Picard Picard runs in and he goes, "Right, a prima nocta." <laughs> <laughs> like from Braveheart. <laughs> I get her first, and Worf's like, "What? What?" I do not remember having to check with you, sir. I thought she, I might check with Riker because he has he has touched that pussy before, and I thought it would be only respectful if I was like, "Can I hit that?" And um, she's like, "And she's like, I'm an independent woman. I don't need anyone's permission. But if all three of you would like to come, I'm down." Exactly. Uh, totally how Troy rolls. <laughs> you know that bitch would be out for a threesome, no doubt. Foursome. <laughs> and with the well, beard, it's five. Stop. How is it a foursome? From well, her Riker, perspective, it's a threesome. Riker, Picard, <laughs> and Worf, and her, and Riker's beard. Okay, well then, then it's a foursome. I it's guess five some. his beard separate. What I think is funny is that um, when they show him in the past, like they, they have a very interesting way of dealing with the fact that he looks nothing like he did back then. Like, And you notice, like, showing right... Like, everybody else that they show, they do a really good job where you're kind of like... I mean, even Picard, where you're like, Wow, like he looks like I remember him looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when this shit all started, and like we're talking seven years later, like a lot's changed. But they um, got to show Riker on a view screen, and they I have know to show Riker on a view screen. Like and it's totally not like it's 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 dropped in from like somewhere in season one. Like oh, I can tell you the episode. It's the do you know what episode? It's the uh, it's the episode where they're on the planet and there's like the automated weapons, and he sees the hologram of the of like the other Starfleet officer. Um, and the reason I remember that is that the other guy, the guy who's in the background, was the mean police chief in The Crow, the one who's like all mean to Ernie Hudson the whole time okay. in The Crow. It's like who's got like he's like the poor man's Edward James Olmos. He has like kind of the pockmarked face, and he's like he's kind of got that gruff character. And so I I re remember that actor from being in The Crow, and I remember him from that episode. And I was like, you couldn't have digitally removed him. Because I know the episode <laughs> or, that that's or from. Framed the shot somehow. Yeah, because I know, you know the episode that this is from that you're showing me. And but it no. wasn't Farpoint. Like yeah, most importantly, like it wasn't actually footage from from the Farpoint episode. Yeah. But like it was like this is what they had to do to be like, uh, stay down there, number one. We're not gonna pick you up because like they fucking can't because like. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And be like, Worf you get on a totally diet regimen, shave the beard, like what? Worf, Worf is clearly chubby by this point. It's chubby Worf. But um, there's because of the hair differentiation, and like he he isn't nearly as chubbier as as Riker is. Oh, I would say no. He is. If you look at what Worf did, look, Worf was cut in the first season, and now by season seven, he's chubby. And it's really funny um, noting that because there's a there's a recent video of Marina Sirtis and Michael Dorn, who is Michael Dorn's like really thin now. Yeah. And there's a, there's a video of them watching a bunch of clips trying to figure out what seasons and episodes that they're from. <laughs> they can't do it. Uh, That's but awesome. He, he refers to himself as Chubby Wharf. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't occur to me that way. Like, he's... Well, he's and his makeup changed. And his makeup changed. It changed in season three. 
and became sort of the softer wharf that we all kind of knew. So they yeah, gave him they, so, they gave him his old wharf hair back, but he didn't look the same. It just wasn't the same. I guess he didn't occur to me as like it wasn't as stark. Like yeah. everybody pretty much made the transition well, but it was it was just so notable that they were like, "There's no fucking thing. We can, there's nothing we can do with Jonathan. We're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to drop in some but fucking." He wasn't there. But he was. wasn't on the he wasn't on the ship at that point. It's, it's no, that's it. they they made it so that he was yeah. not. Yes. So. Um, but he wasn't on the ship until halfway through Farpoint. He didn't get I on the ship until halfway through, until after they yeah. arrived. So, okay, so get down to it. What's your problem with the premise? There's a huge problem I have. There's a huge a huge problem I have that's that's downright with my problem with Generations. And and, and the I want to go right back to the moment. I have a huge premise problem. Let me hear yours first. So here's the here's the thing. I'm with you the whole time until... We find out what causes the anomaly because the whole thing is, you know, it's this big dun 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 moment when, when, um, oh, I'm totally spoiling this for Mr. A, and I don't. Okay. Um, there's this moment where, um, you know, Q says to him, he's like, "There's gonna be no humanity, and it's all your fault, right? Like it's this (gasps) moment, right? And it's like, oh, okay, well, how is that?" Um, and you spend the whole episode trying to figure it out. And so I actually had trouble figuring out because it doesn't work the way that they do it. Like, by the time when I'm like, wait, no! Because this is, this is the, no! Because if he wasn't moving around in time, if Q hadn't done any of this helping of him, then it wouldn't have happened. That's fucking bullshit! Like it's fucking bull. But that's a cute. But that's a cute test. Call shenanigans. But that's a cute test. That's the sort of thing Q does, though. Q Q sets you up. No, it's not a setup. It's just like Sherwood Forest. It's just like Sherwood Forest. He set him up. He he created all the peril. He created all the danger. But ultimately created the situation in which Picard could prevail. And he does that constantly. That's that's Q's whole thing. Is he creates these scenarios in which Picard does something, and then so. My point being, if Picard wasn't moving around in time, if Picard in all three timelines didn't do the tachyon thing, nothing would have happened. That's my fucking point. Like he's be with without Q driving him to those things. It's not the same thing as Q sticking him in a fucked up scenario, Here's which the thing, Q though. absolutely does. I think the point is this. I don't think that Q the one we know, set him up in this destroy humanity thing. I think the Q set him up to do that. And I think Q is the one who's dropping hints to him, going, kind of going, I think you can figure this out. But that doesn't hold with what they say. Like, he outright says, so you're helping me by moving, like, you're the reason I'm shifting in time to help me figure this out. And he's like, yes. And it's like, it, none of it works if he's not shifting in time. None of it. I have so a bigger how problem. How is that helpful? Huh? I have a bigger. I have a bigger problem. Like I'm just saying. Here's my huge. Here's here's my problem, right? Okay. So they get to the the Devron system, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, it's the Devron system. The Devron system. It's like the Chevron system, but with less yes. gas. Yes. Um, um. So they get to the Devron system, and and billions of years ago, the the anomaly is so huge that it stops humanity. Right. And in the Farpoint mission, it's enormous, and and in the uh, and in the present, it's kind of normal, and in the future, it's not there, and they don't understand why it's not there. Because because it gets they bigger. Form it there. Yeah. So they, they so they shoot their tachyon beam into it, and nothing happens because it's not there, and then they fly away from it, and then they fly back to it, and it's there. Uh-huh. Doesn't it grow backwards in time? So when they shot it with the tachyon beam <laughs> and left and it came back, would never, it yeah. wouldn't have formed. It couldn't have formed. <laughs> like, isn't yeah. that how it happens? Yeah, no, you're right. That's fucked. But, <laughs> but it was fucked long before that. That's my point. Like, the whole yeah, thing but even, then, even then, you're, you're like, you're like it, it's fucked because that's a fucked up thing. And I'm like, no, this is impossible within the constraints of the... I mean, the, I the whole thing is... It's impossible within the constraints of what they said, too, is my point. Like, because he says he's moving him around to help him. 
Like that's the that's the line. But that's just but the, but that's just that's just Q being tricky. This is no, that's well, this is just Q being tricky. You cannot just explain that see, away. But with this that. is this is like the whole fucking premise falling apart. Yeah, no, the like, premise falls absolutely apart. When, when they arrived in the future, there should be this tiny one that they fired a tachyon beam into and closed, and then been like, ah, we solved it because we closed it, <laughs> and then they realize, oh. No, what we did is when we fired the tachyon beam, we opened it and it went backwards in time, and then they can go back and say and say, okay, well, we need to do this extra thing in this like into the dark here, you know, or whatever. But the fact that they're going, but the fact that they have to go in there to like uh, you know all their dialogue doesn't work if they don't have it. The fact that they leave and come back, yeah, and it's there, it doesn't work. Gets the entire time right. It's anti-whatever. So what they should have done, they should have arrived there, fired the tachyon beam into it, and it closes, and they're like, okay, well, I guess it's fixed. And then they go back and they go, it's not fixed. And that's when Picard realizes, no, we didn't fix it. That was the moment that we started it. Because it goes backwards but in time. But then in that case, but then you don't have this perfect fucking awesome thing of 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 them uh, sacrificing themselves all over the place for humanity if all three aren't there to do it, right? Like yeah, that's fucking, look, I will forgive everything because of the third nacelle and the fucking cannon on the front of the Enterprise. I will forgive everything. <laughs> I will forgive everything. Because there's third there's a third nacelle nacelle because when the Enterprise shows up and the, No, the Enterprise of the Future is super badass. And no it just it. blasts no. it just blasts through the Klingon Warbird like it's nothing. Oh I know. It's fucking it goes, awesome. Boom, it's like, boom. oh I'm sorry. Did you think that you were like tough? Fuck you. <laughs> and then of course yeah. none of that happens because of because of generations. <sighs> So. I guess that's true. Well, but they even they do st- they do say rather explicitly even in that episode though. He's like we don't really know what's coming, right? Like that's a version of the future, but like that doesn't mean it's what's going to happen for sure. Like nothing's set in stone. You know what I hate is every time they go into the future, they're like they like on Star Trek, they have to be wearing those shitty red uniforms. Like on the final episode of Voyager, they're all wearing those shitty red uniforms from the end of All Good Things. It's just like they're ugly uniforms. The star feeding no, is I know. awful. I know. I thought that too. I was like, why did we fuck up the uniforms? Like, I realized they needed to look significantly different so that we're like clear it's the future and whatnot. But like, come on. Yeah. No. What? Here's here's the other. And there thing. are a few things I do like that they do in the episode, like when they're in the future. I and... love that Picard and Picard and Crusher have married, divorced, but seem to have feelings for each other still. Yes, I like that. That's a very too. complicated thing to have given them to do. Yes, and I dug it. Like, I definitely dug it. And I liked, um, like, the little things, like, when they go to visit um, Data, and you're finally like, okay, here's someone who's not going to have changed because it's the future. Um, And he's, like, put this ridiculous, like, swath of white. And the whole time, like, from the moment you see him, you're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this shit right here? What the fuck? And, like... They thankfully, like, within two minutes, because I'm literally, like, honestly, I was, like, so distracted by that, like, I couldn't focus on a damn fucking thing any of them were saying, because I was like, why the fuck he got great? It's a fucking android! What the fuck? Like, and and just as I'm having that moment, like, they give me, like, one or two minutes to, like, set it up, and then they make a joke about it, where, like, tell him to stop with that stupid shit, like, he looks dumb, like his crotchety old maid or whatever, and I was like... Okay, because I'd buy that. I'd buy that Data would do that. That he would you be like. I love? I love that Patrick Stewart is just about that much older now. It's been 20 years since that episode aired. Yeah, it's um, true. He looks way better than they thought he was gonna look. I mean, like, he looks way better. They just gave better. him kind of a beard. I feel like. I feel like that's a lot of what they did for older Picard. No, they did, didn't. They they no. He he's sort of like crazy and like has like the longish hair and looks like all aged up and right now he looks barely any older than he did yeah no he's definitely looks better but like that that's what i'm saying like they made choices about how he keeps himself that i think lend toward that badness like that make him look older that Patrick Stewart doesn't actually do. Like he doesn't. He hasn't grown an old man beard. Like yeah. he hasn't let his hair, what hair he had left, grow out and be scraggly, so he can look like crazy old guy. He like, has, however, <laughs> climbed into a lobster suit in a bathtub. Um, something Picard would never do. Um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, the Picard. You don't think Picard would climb into a felt lobster suit and get into a bathtub and allow himself to be photographed? 
He might. I just find it unlikely. Actually, here's a, here's a good question for you. Did the did like the crew of the Enterprise? They like really fucked up. Like if you look at how they ended up in all good things, like Jordy seems pretty happy. Picard has lived his life out. Yeah, he's got you know his little syndrome, but he's like got grapes and stuff, and they don't all <laughs> hang out. But they they're all they're all like they're all like get along. Like, Data's like the head of a university. Sure, Troy has died, but it sounds like it wasn't that long ago, and it wasn't that surprising. Like she had like kind of some disease. It, it sort of sounds like she died of natural causes. And sure, Riker and Worf have grown apart, but it's not like they end up really close anyway. And then you look at like where they did all end up, and it's like the Enterprise is crashed. It's destroyed. Data's dead. Um, Data's dead. Picard has gone through torture over and over again. Uh, like Riker has left the Enterprise. Everybody's gone their separate ways anyway. Um, Worf is a widow. Like it. Like and and is and is somehow gone from being like the ambassador to the Klingon Empire to like just being back on the Enterprise um, in Nemesis. It's just like when you look how everyone ended up. Like the all good things that that was a better send off. Like I think the next gen crew would have been better off just like ending it there maybe. Because like they don't all end up all that happy. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I certainly, it's interesting because I was definitely sad that, I mean, I was definitely sad that come, like, at the, you know, in this future that you see in the episode that they were, um, that they weren't, like, close. Because, like, in your, in your heart, because of all the time they spend together, like, you want them to wind up, like, Still together in some fashion, especially in a t- in a in a time and an era, obviously when you've got transporters, even for them, uh, and space travel, like y'all don't see each other at all. Like that's really sad. Like, but, but on the other hand, like like <laughs> or like at least Troy was never mind raped. You know, like at least Data never. Troy had to... was mind raped. You talk about it all the time because she's constantly getting mind raped. Oh, that's true. No, she got mind raped on the. Um... Yeah, she always gets mind raped. Oh, poor Troy. She's old hand at that. You, that's you what want... we do with women. It's always got to be about raped. sex and being mind raped or raped in some fashion. Well, you know, I do mind rape very nearly every woman I meet. It's just like it's like we shake hands and then and then I use my telepathic powers to mind rape her. I mean, it's just what happens. It's, and it's really an eighties. You thing. don't mean anything about it. It's. I mean. Like, it was on every 80s TV show. I remember on Cheers when Sam, Sam mind-raped Diane. It was the best episode. Very, I must have missed that episode. Very, I feel like I very, have very, watched that show. Very troubling. They all talked afterward about it. Um, <laughs> and that made it better somehow? Sam vowed to never use the telepathic powers again. Um, <laughs> the well, fuck I is fucking hope gen? so. Next Gen. You're, what are you doing? Stupid Next Gen. Stupid um, Next Gen. So um, like when you come to I guess when I come to the conclusion of the end and it's and, and like the premise is actually like super fucked and like like there's the, this just huge gaping problem much like a huge gaping anomaly in space that stops the human race from ever being um, formed it, it like it really sometimes moves forward in time yeah it really but sometimes it goes backward like it really put a damper on it for me like and, and that's what I mean like so I wasn't I mean you gotta understand it was like 1995 or some shit like I mean, it was Four. like 1990, 1994 yep. like I'm in high school I'm emotional about it I'm losing my Star Trek and I'm with all my friends and like I'm not thinking the higher thoughts on that episode. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, when I watched it this time, it was very much like I was still in Girls Fight. I still loved the characters. I still, like, I loved getting the band back together in the future, like, all that stuff. But, like, when you get to the quintessential moment and everything is explained and it's bullshit, I was like, I don't, I kind of don't know what to do with this right now because I kind of want to be mad at it. <laughs> like, I, I, it's hard for me to just hold on to the good because it's like, like you said, like the premise is so fucked. Well, maybe this is why this maybe this is why DS9 has grown so much in popularity and is so many people's favorites. Maybe it lends itself better to this new method of watching it, binge watching. Um, yeah, maybe maybe, ne- maybe next gen is you had to wait weekly or if, even watching it every day, you'd have to wait daily to see the next one and you're just happy when it comes on and it's good it's entertaining the acting's good the 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 story from the character's point of view is 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 compelling and you're into their plight and what's going on and you can look past but when you've watched 5 in a row 
like the 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 flaws of the not as good ones will will you know come out. And it's you know I think that with DS9, I certainly think that's true. I definitely think that's true. I think when you're binge watch, like even on the West Wing, I'm coming across that. Like we're in season five, I guess, and like there's a little bit of coming off the rails sometimes where I'm like, I don't, I don't like what we're doing right now. Like what's well, and, happening here? Like and I feel I, like I, you I, notice I, that shit when you binge watch something more than when you don't. You see, and it sometimes it goes too far. Like I consider, I've considered binge watching Lost again. I was really into Lost when Lost was on. I like I listened. I mean, that's how I saw it. I listened to a Lost podcast. I was so into. Well, that's how I, I binge watched the first uh, half of it, and then I weekly watched. And looking like I loved the weekly watching, especially because you could talk in between the episodes. And I would listen to a podcast on the Wednesday after every episode. Blah blah. blah. It was really it was a fun way to do it. But now. It's so one big story, whether you agree with the end, same with Battlestar. It's so one big story that, like, at least DS9, there's an episodic nature to its one big long story. So that yes. I, can, I can watch every episode. A, uh, you have something that comes to fruition within the episode, usually. Like, by the end, I feel like that's a little less true. I feel um, like, but, but even then, I feel like Battlestar and Lost depended a lot on your desire to see what happened next. And uh-huh. I feel like that that's a fine way to tell a story. There's nothing wrong telling a story that way. I mean, way, you know but, my feelings on telling a story that way. Like but, but have me come back be like my little pony. Have me come back because I love it. I like it. And I want to see more. Not because I'm gonna like explode if I don't know what fucking Yeah, but yet. especially watching it weekly though, I loved the anticipation of what's gonna happen in between. It made it it made so lost for me was entertaining in between the weeks. Because I would talk about it, I'd think about it, I'd listen to podcasts about it, I'd speculate on what might happen next. I'd be either happy or disappointed with the answers they would give me, but I'd have a reaction. You and I are very different in that respect then. Because what happens to me in the interim when I'm waiting to find out what happens and I need to know what happens on some shit, I just get angry. And I'm and I'm frustrated that I don't have it, that I don't know, that I need to know. And then like... So what I would actually do... If I had the capacity, if I was watching something, like, if there were spoilers, if there was someone that knew what was going to happen, I would want to know that. And then I'd be happy to watch it happen. Well, but like, I remember I you said that. Really, I, you or, criticized me so much for spoiling things. I'm going to, so, I'm going to just take that sound bite and, like, play it back for you. <laughs> play it back. No, but that's only if it's, like, I, I can't actually see it myself at my pace. Like, uh, it's not my pace. I'm not setting the pace. Somebody else is. Someone is saying, no, you can't have this right now. So, like, my, my defense mechanism, my coping mechanism is to then not think about it is to erase it from my mind banks until it comes on again. Because that's the only way I can stand it. Well, I, I, that, that, And that's why I think DS9 for me strikes that perfect balance where there's enough of you feel like you're in the middle of a story and you just got to see the next part, even in rewatching. But it's episodic enough that there is a, a plot that happens within the episode that ends by the end of the episode. There's always something that begins and ends in the in that episode, even if you're part of a big ten part arc, it's the the subplot is that this one thing is happening. So there's always an episodic nature to to DS9 to go along with its serialized nature, and I feel like it it strikes a great balance for rewatching. Whereas I think that I was probably more compelled during during Lost or during Battlestar to just like binge it immediately, and same with Buffy. Um, Although I, I think a Buffy rewatch would probably work in the same way. It's just I can't do it because I can't play Buffy with the kids in the house. So, Why not? Uh, just because uh, it's tough. <laughs> Buffy's not good for kids. Buffy's not, Buffy's not good for kids. Uh-oh. No. Well, you know, like there's the episode where Buffy and Riley almost fuck to the point where the world ends. Don't even get me started on the ridiculous, stupid, that fucking episode was so dumb. Even yeah. when it was on the air, I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's another story for another day. Listen, this has been great. Um, thank you for for joining us for Trek Off, and thank you, uh, Alexia, for giving me this thing that is not about my fucking back to do. Yay, um, I'm glad. It's a wonderful distraction, um, and uh, I hope it has been for you guys listening. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we're on we're on Facebook. Um, a lot of people liking us on Facebook, but then not commenting. We're like we'll get a bunch of new Facebook likes and friends. Uh, comment, man. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on on the final episode of Next Gen, or let us know your thoughts on Lost, or or on on Battlestar, or on any of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, 
Uh, and and you can also, where else can they hear about us? They can, uh, oh, uh, Trek Off Movie. Uh, go to trekoffmovie.com yes, and hear about the movie that I have uh, also started uh, working more on than I was, uh, which is good. Um, now that I am um, confirmed and, and <laughs> stuck, to, stuck to the Stephen Hawking-like existence where I'm stuck, but I still have a, a mind that works. Um, uh, so there's that. Um, there's uh, trekoffpodcast.com. Search for us on iTunes. Anything else? Anything you have to push right now? I don't have anything else to push right now. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. We will be a show showing up in places. There are conversations happening for us to do some live shows coming up. So. Oh, we'll there are. More. Yes. We'll announce more of that later, as we know. But uh, for now, my name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek Off to put in my ear hole, to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of Trek Off. It's free. Just go there, trekoffpodcast.com or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. TrekOffMovie.com, TrekOffPodcast.com. Thank you for listening and Trek Off.